the best way to learn about cryptocurrency, just like the best way to learn about stocks is to to get your hands on, to own these assets, to uh, dive into them, to read about them, to go on Twitter and interact with other people about them. To have some type of skin in the game around these assets is the best way, in my opinion, to learn about them. On this episode of Early Bird, Jack Newald, founder of Crypto Pragmatist. Jack joins the podcast today to talk about cash flowing altcoins, including the benefits and how to get started. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Jack, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, thank you. Jack, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and about your newsletter and how you got started in the world of uh, cryptocurrency. Um, so I write a newsletter called Crypto Pragmatist. Uh, we mainly focus on altcoins and altcoin investing. Uh, just started up that publication about three months ago and um, had some. we've had some pretty good traction with it. So I'm I'm very happy with how far we've come in just a few months. It, um, it is a fantastic newsletter. Uh, if you get a chance to subscribe, everybody, it's Crypto Pragmatist. Um, definitely check them out, CryptoPragmatist.com. Um, and so how did you, Jack, get started in this world of cryptocurrency? Uh, I remember in, in the first kind of 2017 run-up, one of my good friends told me about Bitcoin and all the all the crazy money he was making in Bitcoin. And uh, I come from a traditional finance background. I'm a finance major, and I thought, hmm, that sounds interesting. Bought a little bit of Bitcoin, crashed back down, got really discouraged, forgot about cryptocurrency for a couple of years, and then in the midst of the bear market, started getting interested again and um, have uh, really gotten more and more involved in cryptocurrency since it started kind of trending up a little over a year and a half ago. It's really interesting to see how many people in the crypto world have a background like yours in finance, but also how many people don't have that same background and yet they're still just as ambitious and interested in cryptocurrency and they see, they see a future there as well. Right. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I think it's an advantage definitely to come from a traditional finance background. You know, crypto is obviously disruptive, but there's still some some really fundamental principles of finance that can definitely be applied to cryptocurrency. So uh, when we talk about altcoins, um, let's say you're brand new to cryptocurrency. How would you briefly describe what is an altcoin? 
So an altcoin is technically anything that's not Bitcoin. So Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency. It's the biggest cryptocurrency by a wide margin. And uh, technically an altcoin would be anything besides that. Ethereum is the second biggest cryptocurrency. And some people now do not consider Ethereum uh, a crypto, mm. or excuse me, an altcoin. But um, anything else besides Bitcoin and Ethereum is widely considered an altcoin. So would a lot of the so-called meme coins, including Dogecoin, uh, classif be classified as an altcoin? Yep, Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, all those, you know, <laughs> Elon Musk coins, there's, there's a huge list of hundreds of them, um, <laughs> are all known as altcoins, unfortunately for my profession. Oh, well, altcoins are certainly very interesting. A lot of crypto investors are always looking for the next big coin. Um, in particular, I know you're focused on cash flowing altcoins. Um, could you kind of explain what that is? Right. Um, as someone from a traditional finance background, uh, I know a lot of people who are hesitant on cryptocurrencies. Uh, they find it hard to see the value in these digital unregulated currencies and, un and these spaces. Um, and I think these kind of cash flowing altcoins are probably um, not reported on as widely, but they're, they really behave in a lot of ways like uh, security or an equity might in that uh, ownership of the token gives you a right to the cash flows of the protocol. Um, so as someone from a tr traditional finance background, as someone who's engaging with people outside of cryptocurrency, I like to, uh, to talk about these, cash flowing altcoins as kind of a gateway to the rest of the cryptocurrency world. So, and again, we're, you know, this is, this shows for entertainment purposes. Uh, we're not trying to give financial advice, but you're saying that if you're brand new to cryptocurrency, uh, cash flowing altcoins might be a good way to get involved with it. Um, I think that, you know, it's not necessarily the, they're not necessarily going to be the Dogecoins that return a bazillion percent or whatever, but um, I think they make a lot more, they might make a lot more sense to uh, traditional investors than some of the, you know, more popular assets, meme coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, because they behave so similar, so similarly to kind of existing asset classes. So it, it, what is the definition of cash flowing altcoin exactly? Um, I don't necessarily, I don't think there's necessarily a hard and hard and fast rule to um, cash flowing altcoins because these protocols distribute their, uh, the profits from the, from the, their activities in different ways. Um, but to me, any cash flowing altcoin would be an altcoin that, um, takes uh, some type of fee from the activities on the taking place within the protocol and then distributes that that cash flow in some way across token holders so these are the investors the token holders effectively it's, it's almost it sounds a little bit like you're getting a dividend that's what it comes to my mind right it's it's pretty similar to a dividend yeah it's a it's a direct or you know sometimes indirect way to to reward um, shareholders in this kind of decentralized way. So uh, what is the, the, I guess, the difference um, between the cash flowing altcoins versus, you know, some of the other altcoins that may not have uh, cash flow? 
Right. So when we talk about Bitcoin, we talk about digital digital gold. I think that's kind of the <laughs> the widest consensus around Bitcoin. Um, so obviously, what makes Bitcoin valuable? You know, it's decentralized value transfer, but there's not necessarily anything backing it up, right? You know, the scarcity, arguably, but there's no you know, value creation. It's like gold, right? There's no actual value creation within the asset itself. Ethereum would be uh, slightly different in that um, it has deflationary pressures. So, you know, Ethereum actually gets burned, but there's no, the, there's no revenue being created, you know, by the transfer of Ethereum. Other than that, uh, other than like the transaction fees that are going on, so it's not it's not giving it's not distributing cash flow. Mm. Um, one cash flow in cryptocurrency that's interesting to me is uh, it's called FTT, the FTX token. FTX is one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges, and they've tokenized um, part of their cash flows, so you can buy an F- the FTX token and um, FTX actually uses the fees from the exchange to buy back FTX token and burn it. So uh, while that's not necessarily cash flowing directly, right, it's not actually giving you, it's not sending you a check. Um, It's creating a deflationary pressure on the token, which in theory elevates the price. Mm. So it might make sense to go into cash flowing altcoins. Um, it sounds certainly advantageous to many uh, traders who are interested in cryptocurrency. Right. I think um, I think it might make a little more sense to a lot of kind of the traditional investors, someone who's just trying to get their feet wet in the world of cryptocurrency. Got it. And so um, let's talk a little bit about where sort of the the uh, current state of cash flowing altcoins have are going. Are, are there any that come to mind within the past few weeks or so that, that have really uh, piqued your interest? Yeah, absolutely. There, you know, as I mentioned, that FTX token is pretty interesting because um, it represents a third of the, the cash flows of FTX. So FTX is um, owned by, you know, the founders of FTX. It's owned by venture capitalists who, who've uh, invested in FTX. And then basically a third of their cash flows are represented by this uh, token. And um, one thing really interesting about FTX to me is that uh, the the market cap of the token is actually trading at a discount to what venture capitalists have bought uh, shares in FTX for. So if you're willing to kind of play with this experimental asset, you're willing, you can actually get a, a good deal on FTX compared to what, you know, venture capital firms like Andreessen Horowitz or something is paying uh, for these assets. The other thing that's interesting to me about these cash flowing altcoins right now is the fact that these didn't exist in the last kind of cycle, the last boom and bust cycle of cryptocurrency. So, um, you know, part of the reason, you know, I might hypothesize why there was this this horrible crash in uh, 2017, 2018 is because these cryptocurrencies, these altcoins weren't necessarily backed up by anything. 
But now that we're seeing cryptocurrencies that are actually backed up by real cash flow, by real world value transfer, by, you know, dollars or, you know, all of this kind of economic activity on cryptocurrency ecosystems, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in both the boom of this cycle. So, you know, we're experiencing what a lot of people agree to be a big run up in cryptocurrencies and then the next kind of drawdown, it'll be interesting to see how the market values these um, cryptocurrencies that potentially will continue to produce value even in a, a downturn in crypto markets. There's certainly been a big boom in crypto lately. When we return, we'll hear from Jack about the pros and cons of cash flowing altcoins and how to get started with them. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through EarlyBird, a free daily email newsletter. EarlyBird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With EarlyBird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to EarlyBird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Jack, uh, we're talking about uh, cash-flowing altcoins. And certainly when you're talking about uh, these types of cryptocurrencies, there's a tremendous benefit for investors. Some of, some of it includes the fact that these are cryptos that have a lot of room to grow, um, the price fluctuation might be pretty good. Um, they're easy to get your hands on. What What are some of the the pros of of cash flowing altcoins? I think um, a pro of a the main pro of cash flowing altcoins for me would be downside risk. So um, for something like Ethereum, it's hard to say it's worth you know X amount of money that the market cap is going to be this because you know, like a stock, a stock valuation model would be like a discounted cash flow model where you look at the growth and the cash flow of a stock and you kind of project out the value of what those cash flows are going to be in the future. Obviously, like Bitcoin doesn't have that. Ethereum doesn't have that. But FTX, you can go look at their, you know, their pitch deck and you can see their cash flows. You can see how much fees they're, um, they're generating on their exchange. And then that token represents some type of right to that cash flow. Um, so it's these are valuable intrinsically. There's money, there's money flowing into these altcoins. Um, so as long as there's exchange activity taking place, then this altcoin is going to be worth something, right? Like a stock. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin, you know, it's possible, right, that there's actually no intrinsic value to Bitcoin. I think that's unlikely, but uh, I think there is kind of this uh, capped downside risk when you're when you're purchasing and investing in these cash flowing altcoins. Those certainly are the, the 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 benefits, and you alluded to the risks. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the cons of the cash flowing altcoins, whether it's security, whether it's the fact that um, the prices might not be stable or there, there's supply issues. Well, what are some big cons that you think of when uh, cash flowing altcoins uh, come to your mind? Um, I have a mentor who says uh, 
never waste a perfectly good bubble. And I think because these cash flowing altcoins are a bit more grounded in real world cash flows that they might be immune to some of these uh, bubble-like network effects that other cryptocurrencies can produce. So I do think there's a capped upside as well. Mm. A lot of um, these uh, altcoins are also built on smart contracts. So, um, you know, decentralized contracts that are programmed to transfer value or to to um, facilitate a loan. So there's always risk within a smart contract that it can be hacked or that it is uh, written poorly and there's some way to exploit it. So um, mm -hmm. compared to a stock, you know, which would be an alternative asset that is regulated and um, uh, understood really well and uh, audited, I think that these cash flowing altcoins could have some security risks associated with them. You know, we talked about the pros and cons a little bit, Jack. Why do you think that cash flowing altcoins are not really talked about much? You know, Bitcoin obviously gets a lot of attention, Ethereum, Doge, and, and, and some of the other meme coins out there. Well, why, why are cash flow altcoins not really generating a lot of buzz? Um, I think, well, first of all, it's a new concept, right? A lot of these are only popping up in the last, you know, year or two years. Many of them popping up in the last couple of months. So part of it is the novelty. Um, these things just haven't existed before. I think another part of it is that cryptocurrency is really promising like this whole new financial system, right? Um, it's promising to disrupt the, the norms. It's promising to value assets in different ways, you know, to give value to assets that weren't valuable in the past, you know, like uh, we have, we've seen with this NFT craze, the, you know, the right to a JPEG on the internet. So I think um, these kind of represent analogs to uh, the current traditional finance system that, that most people live in. And I think, People in the crypto space are generally very uh, future oriented, very bullish on this potential new new world of cryptocurrencies and that uh, cash flowing altcoins don't necessarily line up with this super futuristic, optimistic vision of the cryptocurrency world. Mm. Well, I think they're missing out, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> if, if somebody were to get started in cash flowing altcoins, uh, what advice would you give them besides, you know, subscribing to Crypto Pragmatist? What, what would be the advice for people who want to get into cash flowing altcoins? Um, I think the, the advice I would give is just to start experimenting with these ecosystems, right? I've mentioned a couple uh, of these cash flowing altcoins, but there are many out there and there are going to be many that kind of come to market. And the best way to learn about cryptocurrency, just like the best way to learn about stocks, is to to get your hands on to own these assets, to uh, dive into them, to read about them, to go on Twitter and interact with other people about them. To have some type of skin in the game around these assets is the best way, in my opinion, to learn about them. So if you're curious about these assets, I would recommend, honestly, uh, checking them out, learning about them. Uh, potentially even in making a few uh, investments yourself into these assets. Doesn't hurt to learn, absolutely.
Um, Jack, thank you so much for, for giving all these details about uh, cash flowing altcoins. I had one more question, and it's the big question for today's discussion. Uh, that question is, if you had a superpower, what superpower would you want it to be? What, what, what is the one superpower that you would really want the most? Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. I would like to be able to speak any language on earth. I, I live in Mexico. I was born in the Midwest and now I live in Mexico. And uh, I think language is so powerful. Cryptocurrency is actually a good example of this because uh, how uh, it's kind of international nature. I see people from Poland, from Turkey, from Brazil subscribing to my newsletter. And I think, man, it would be cool to, to really communicate on a deep level with all these people. So I would like to speak all of the languages in the world. Thank you again to Jack Newald for sharing your insights on cash flowing altcoins. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.